faces, please. The dance is about to begin. This is Aaron bringing Food for Duff, Volume 108, here with the Semi-Social Life of a Black Introvert Podcast. I hope that you're having a wonderful day wherever you are all around the world. I hope that your week is going well and that you are making progress in whatever area of life you are choosing to. Y'all, this um, Working Wild Black Podcast series has been an interesting mix because really it's the only series I've done in this type of form and fashion since I started the podcast. Like I'm really piecing together and really trying to think about my experiences as a black male, as an introverted black male, as an introverted black male working in predominantly white spaces here in America. And it's really required me to do a whole lot of soul searching and going into emotional places that I don't necessarily feel like talking about, but I know it's for the greater good. Y'all, I've suppressed a lot, a lot of um, experiences, negative experiences while working in predominantly white workplaces over my, man, now that I'm 39, I just, t- I just turned 39 on uh, June 30th. I've been working for over 25 years in predominantly white workspaces and places. There's been a lot of good, a lot of good memories of working with, um, you know, my co-workers and just, you know, there's nothing like being on a team, having that community, having that group of folks you like to work with, whether they be white, black or whatever it may be. Like there's been a lot of good um, that I've seen in my 25 years of work experience. But also, y'all, I've went through some stuff in my 25 years of work experience. I've went through some things that I've purposely, maybe even subconsciously tried to forget about. And this Working Wild Black series, you know, I I, in some ways, I wish I could just get it done week after week after week and just drop episodes week after week after week. But but this type of information and this type of really bearing of my soul requires time. I don't want to just deliver a product and not have my whole heart into it. I am really looking at these experiences and, and pushing myself to be as transparent as possible. There's a lot that, you know, potentially I could lose from this. And people have told me, they said, Aaron, you know, you're going to miss opportunities, business opportunities, because your, your podcast series and this particular series, it could come off as offensive to white professionals. Y'all, I'm still going to do it anyway. And it's not easy because y'all, hey, I want to stack my money up too. But also, more than anything, I won't sell my soul to do it. I won't turn, you know, almost a blind eye to my experiences in order to get a check. As I told y'all episode one, I'm not for sale. I'm not for sale. I will make a choice where I invest myself into But my stories are not for sale. My experiences, they aren't for sale. Y'all, my hurt, this hurt, some of the pain, some of the trials, 
tribulation that I went through, it's not for sale. You can't buy my silence. But even as I say that, y'all, this this series, there's a cost to be paid. There's an emotional cost to be paid. Going down memory lane isn't always sweet. In fact, most times it isn't. If it is that sweet, sometimes we have our blinders up. But this is a series and this is a podcast and a platform in which I don't want to give y'all all sweet if it isn't. I want to give y'all stories, experiences, perspectives that are real, as real as they can be, as real as what I can remember them to be. I want to give y'all something that, that is authentic, something that isn't scripted. It's from the heart. And with that, you will smile. You'll laugh. Heck, sometimes you may cry. You may get angry. But all those things come with with it being from the soul. And so I want to let y'all know that I appreciate your encouragement as we go throughout this Working Wild Black series. And, you know, as some people have told me, maybe it should turn into a book. Maybe it will. Because I feel like each chapter in this podcast series is is a piece of a book that, as I speak it, it is truly writing itself. So we will get back on the series this upcoming Thursday, and I'm excited to release the episode. And as always, if you love it, if you hate it, however you feel about it, let me know, because I always I love to hear your feedback. That means you. So if you hear my voice right now, trust me, I want to hear from you because your feedback helps me, quite frankly, grow. And I'm 39 years old and I still have a lot of growing to do. Y'all, it is Food for Thought um, Volume 108. And I was going to let this subject pass, but but, you know, hey, I got caught up in a little bit of of social media uh, myself. And, and, and when I saw this story, I was like, it's not a big story. I don't see what the big deal is, but everybody and by everybody. I mean, like the, I don't know, maybe 100 people on Facebook that I saw, uh, people were talking about this story. And um, if you don't know, I'm going to introduce the main players. Uh, Kiki Palmer, a famed actress known for Aquila and the Bee and various other films, and her boyfriend, who is Darius Jackson, known for being Kiki Palmer's child's father. And from what I read, he is a stay-at-home father taking care of their child. And, yo, there's no shame in that. As a father, yo, props to you. And, and, yo, let me go ahead and address this here. He's not in a weakened position in being a stay-at-home father. However you work it out as a couple, work it out. These gender roles that we have, yo, they're, they're long gone. Work it out. Figure it out. 
But anyway, let me let me hop off that. So anyway, Kiki went to a concert, an Usher concert, and she wore an outfit that some would say was revealing, especially as a mother. And I say that um, because there are people who think that mothers should not dress sexy or wear revealing outfits to each was it to each their own? Whatever it is, you know, whatever your preference is, whatever your sort of thoughts are, whatever. Uh, but she wore an outfit that she felt she looked beautiful and sexy into the Usher concert. And so Usher went over being Usher and started singing to Kiki. And she sort of saw the moment um, and probably was just enjoying the moment. And so here you have Usher singing to Kiki, vibing out. And Kiki wearing her outfit, feeling herself. And everything looks good, right? Here's the deal. People saw this as almost a flirtatious moment. Some people saw this as a flirtatious moment when Usher was singing to Kiki and performing. And she sort of, you know, in the performance too. You know, they're both, they're both stars. They're both entertainers, but social media has to pick everything apart and and perhaps make it something more than what it truly was. Two entertainers, two possible friends or acquaintances sharing a moment together. But here's where the where the conflict, I think, came in. Darius Jackson, as I mentioned, Kiki's boyfriend, who was a stay at home father, according to reports, taking care of their child and some really supporting their household. Um, he posted on Twitter and talked about Kiki's choice of outfit. He said, it's the outfit though. You a mom. And that caught a lot of people's attention because he brought a private issue into a public space. People said he was out of line. He was body shaming her. Who is he to have control or try to seize control over the outfits that she's wearing? And then the statement, use a mom. What is that supposed to mean? So if you're a mother, you shouldn't dress in a certain way. She's a woman. She's a she's a an empowered woman. She's a, a woman who is free. She should be able to dress however she wants. Y'all, it was amazing to see the comments to see how many people were either Team Kiki or Team Darius. And I think what shocked and amazed me, maybe not shocked, I don't want to use the word shock. Let me take that word back. But what surprised me, uh, you know what? You know, what? I'm going to stick with shocked. What shocked and surprised me was that people could not see both sides. I know it's social media. I, I, I know that social media and that Twitter, Facebook, um, and even to a certain extent, Instagram is, is made for hot takes. You know, it's made for people who are on one side or the other. It's polarity. These spaces aren't meant to have and to hold deep conversations and well thought out uh, opinions and perspectives. You say what you say, you got about 100 words, 100 characters or less, say what you say, make it spicy, you know, add some exclamation points, take out some commas, do all that, and you have the perfect comment or post or tweet or whatever it may be. 
It's not a place for conversation. It's not a place for nuance. It's not a place for multiple perspectives. It's a place for teams. It's, you, you're either on Team Kiki or, or Team Darius. Somebody has to be right and somebody has to be wrong. Because then it will all make sense. You have to have a hero and you have to have a villain. You have to have someone extremely bad. You have to have someone extremely good. But then if you live a little while and you reach 39, 49, 59, hopefully you see that life is not so black and white. That life is not so clear. That rights and wrongs are really just based upon perspective and experiences. What you find right today may be wrong tomorrow. What may be wrong today may be right tomorrow. And that these things change. There's nuance. There's, there's, there are very few clear-cut, without a doubt, rights or wrongs. Except on social media. Social media is a weird place. It really is a weird place. I used to think the internet was a weird place. And um, and when it first came out, it was. I mean, you know, the internet, once once we once the world opened to the internet, you're like, yo, I can get a recipe over here, I can find porn over here within two clicks, and and there's a chat you like like the internet is a weird place, but then within this weird place of the internet, you have social media. And social media is a really weird place because it gives platforms and and places and spaces to people to convey their opinions and their perspectives and to and to almost have a back in the day they used to call it a soapbox to stand upon. Now you have a social media page or a platform or heck, in my case, a podcast or a YouTube channel or a streaming channel, whatever it may be. And so there's so many people out here who have a soapbox to stand on and to give their hot take and to, in many ways, take moral stances, hardline moral stances. And I believe, having lived a little while, I believe that the Internet and social media in particular, when we give these hardline moral stances, they're almost a a false projection of the lies that we truly live. Because we're in it for the hot take. We're not necessarily in it for what we truly actually do. On social media, we can project a certain image of consistency, of intelligentsia, of of whatever may be to people who are near and far, and we create an image, a social media image, in which our hardline stances can almost be used to project a, in an, in an almost a, um, how would I say this, a heightened sense of character or integrity that we perhaps do not have. It's no different than, you know, than the pastor in the church telling people you're wrong, you're sinning. And that same pastor doing the same sins, perhaps on a greater frequency, but he's projecting, she's projecting a certain image to the masses of people who truly don't know her to almost exude a position of power 
that they truly don't have. Social media is that place. I, on social media, have experienced it, have done it. And now I sit here and being like 39 and like, what is this place? The back and forth of who's wrong, Darius or Kiki. The comments of, you know, supporting Darius. Hey, yo, nigga, do you. Do you. And I'm like, do you? Well, like, what does that mean? The comments of, hey, yo, let that hoe go. She out here hoeing, wearing that. Ain't no self-respecting woman wear that type of outfit. She's a mother. What, who does she think she is? What, what is that even supposed to mean? Do you? It's faulty information. Lackluster. Ignorant at best. Really, <laughs> at least in my opinion, it's destructive. Because, hey, let me lift to all the to all the Dariuses out there who, who abide by the rule of do you. Doing you and especially with a child, do you doesn't it, it doesn't work. Because you have a child. There is no I. You can, when I, I was about to say there is no I in child. There is. But there's no I in being a father. You have to have eyes. It can't be about your own, your own selfish eye, the me, myself, and I. Your moves have to be about how can I help this child? How can my eyesight, how can my vision, that's the eye, that your, your eyes, how can that help this child? There's no do you. There's no do you as a father. You don't have that luxury anymore. Because you have a child. So for all the do you's, hey, yo, do you nigga. Yo, that's terrible. That is terrible advice. And on the flip side, yo, the other advice is bad is, is in my opinion, is in my opinion, I'm going to go here because I might as well. It's the same thing on the flip side. Do you, sis? You're living your best life. But do you? Nah. You can't do you because you does not include the child. It just doesn't. When you become a mother, when you become a parent, when you become a father, you got to lose that you. Or if you have a you, make that you and add an S and turn that into us. But even the whole, you know, you're living your best life. Y'all, let me tell you something. When I hear that statement, to me, it's either red flags, you know, I'm used to internet language, it's a red flag or it's cringy because we automatically assume because someone has on a nice outfit and they're at a concert that they are living their best life. You're living your best life. You don't know anything, what's going on that, with that person, what's going on in that moment. You have no clue. You see an image and in your mind. They're living their best life. But is that their best life or is it an image of what you would hope or wish your best life would be? 
oh man, y'all, I'm going to get myself in some hot water with that. But yo, living your best life, we don't know. We don't know what their best life is. We get caught up on the image. We get caught up on the glam, on the glitz, on the celebrity, on the projection of what the best life is. And oftentimes it is a Eurocentric looking best life. But I digress. Let's get back really to the root of this Darius and and Kiki situation. Who's right and who's wrong? Is Darius wrong for calling Kiki out in a public space that should have really been a private conversation and for outfit shaming her? And then to follow up with, you know, his post of we live in a generation where a man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother to his kids to showcase booty cheeks to please others. And he gets told how much of a hater he is. This is my family, my representation. I have standards and morals to what I believe. I rest my case. Is he wrong for that? Or is Kiki wrong? Is she wrong for wearing the outfit? For having her booty cheeks, as he said, out? Was she wrong for her follow-up video uh, where she was pretty much saying like, yo, I'm, I'm going to do me. She came out with a line for, uh, for no user mother. And she, 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 you know, hashtag that or whatever, or whatever got the copyrights, put on t-shirts, going to market it. Like, is she wrong for her response? Who's at fault? Who's guilty? I don't know. Because frankly, I don't care. Because at this point, it doesn't matter. Both of these people, I, I believe, are under 30 with a child. The only person who is right is that child. Kiki and Darius need to get it right for that child and not allow this to continue to play on social media. This ain't the place. This ain't the space. This ain't the community. This isn't who you want. People that saying they're team Kiki, team, team Darius, they're lying to you. They're lying to y'all. They're not for y'all. They, they, they weren't riding for y'all. They weren't caping for y'all before this. They weren't team Kiki or team Darius before this. And now when controversy comes up, people want to choose sides. And social media is dangerous for that. Because it's a false sense of community. The same community says, yes, sis. Do you, sis? Do you, bro? Do you, nigga? It's on you. The same community that is giving you and caping for you and, 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 and having pom-poms for you is really tearing apart the vision that you had before the so-called community entered into your social and relational equation. All those people will do you, sis, do you, bro. They're not buying their baby diapers. They're not supporting y'all when y'all are alone. How can a community so strong and what seems so supportive also be the same community that divides? Well, it happens. And especially in social media. This false sense of community, this false sense of support is really 
It's really just an, a, a platform in which celebrities, individuals, common people like myself are entertained by watching other people's demise. And so the same people who are team Kiki or team Darius today will forget about you in the next 24 to 36 hours. They'll take off their capes, stop buying your merch, tell you that you'll always be a nobody, you'll never be this person, you'll never be that person. And they will leave you high and extremely dry. Don't fall into that social media community platform pit. There's an echo chamber of destruction that is entertained by the bloodbath, by the demise of others. Y'all, I, I've been married for some years. I've been in a relationship for some years. I, I've learned I'm not here, A, to call out people for their rights and wrongs. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know them. I don't know them. I don't know Kiki. I don't know Darius like that. I don't know what it's like to be in a relationship with them. I've seen Akilah to be one and a half times, but I don't know her. I don't. I don't know him. I don't know their relationship. I don't know what happened before his Instagram post or his comment. I don't know what led up to that. I don't know what happened in the aftermath. I don't know and I don't care. But I do know that they are a young black couple who had something private play out in the public. And they have a child, a child that they both think is beautiful, smart, wonderful, a child that they would do anything for. I do know that for some reason they connected at one point or another, Kiki and Darius, and that maybe there's something there. Who knows? That's for them to find out. But they have to do what they need to do. They have to find some rights and not focus on each other's wrongs. If they want to have a healthy relationship with each other and their child. The clear loser in this situation, if this continues to play out in public, if this continues to snowball, isn't Darius and it isn't Kiki and all her wealth, and money, and fame. It's the child. And when the child loses, Kiki the mother, and Darius the father, together, they lose. I was asked, like, yo, what's, what would you tell them? What would you tell them, Aaron? Yo, go get some counseling. Go get some counseling. Go heal yourself. Get off social media. Heal yourself. And then get some counseling. Because most people that have been in relationships understand that, yo, this is not easy. Ain't easy waking up to the same person each and every day. It's not easy being a parent. It's not easy being a mother. It's not easy being a father. 
It's not easy being at home with the child. It's not easy being on the road away from your child. It's not easy being in the public eye. It's not easy being on social media. It's not easy when people are picking you apart in your relationships and you don't know them. It's not easy having a team Kiki or a team Darius. It ain't easy. And so you need someone to help you navigate from point A to point B. Because none of those cheerleaders on your team, none of those people that are caping for you will do that. They're only here for their social high. Because they're entertained by your relational lows. So I don't know. Y'all share this with Kiki. Share this with Darius. <laughs> Even they don't hear it. I'm tell y'all, don't play, don't, don't let things play out on social media. But also don't fall into, don't fall into the polarity of life. Allow room for some gray area in this black and white world. In this world of highs and lows, right and wrong, things aren't so clear and they shouldn't be. You would think as life, as you get older, that clarity, that you will have clarity. But really, there's, 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 there's more understanding of the mysteries of life. Things aren't so clear. And that's okay. There's no... There are very few rights and wrongs. And, and you know what? That's OK. There's nuance. That's OK, because that's what makes this life experience. Yes, trying. And yes, at times difficult, but also it makes it so much more rich. Because the story is always writing itself. It's an adventure. Full of highs, lows, in-betweens. Black, white, gray areas, smiles, laughs, and heartbreak. It's life. It's neither right or wrong, and it's certainly not perfect. But it does have so much purpose within it. So much so that we have to keep living it. But just not fully on social media. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And as always, be well. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. The journey is over.